Greetings, Webcology listeners. The ecosystem of the web marketing world is always changing. Technology, and more importantly, radio is evolving. Introducing the next evolution of radio technology for web marketers, the webmasterradio.fm mobile app for iPhone and Android. Listen live, download new shows daily, and stay connected through our social media network. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play now. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Welcome to Webcology here on the 10th of April, 2014. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We got a fun show for you today. We have uh, lots of news at the, at the first segment. We have a really cool interview with a bunch of kids from a, a high school in Toronto, uh, Runnymede Collegiate Institute. They've got a robotics club, ranked number, thir- number three in the world. They're going to the World Championship in St. Louis at the end of this month. So we grabbed an interview with them. And, of course, uh, rounding out the show, we're going to have to talk about um, Heartbleed, the Heartbleed bug, and why I love it. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, I've been thinking about this, Dave, and I, 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 I'm not going to waste my chops now, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to argue in favor of Heartbleed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I, 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 I want to do, I want to go over to just a, a last rundown of what this is. And what people have to watch out for, why it's a security vulnerability, etc. But you know, we'll get to that in our last segment. We got a whole bunch of fun stuff coming up before that. Um, I guess Matt Cutts wasn't kidding. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> earlier this week, uh, seven link networks originating in Japan were uh, poofed, vanished, uh, muscled over. Um, hard done by. How, 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 how do you want to say it? Um, eliminated. How's that? <laughs> uh, going after bad links. Um, Matt Cuts. I shouldn't say Matt Cuts. The Google spam team eliminated uh, seven different link networks in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Here's... Here's what I find kind of interesting. I mean, I'll, I'll you know, uh, good for them. I mean, I, I think this is great for us as an industry. I'm sure you agree. Um, you know, when at least these things are done right. I mean, there's, there's, you know, we can get into some gray areas here, but there's, there's, you know, lots of those. But I find it really quite humorous how long it's taken. Like all they needed to do, they've probably invested like tons of brain power, tons of engineering. All this time, they probably wasted. All they would have had to do is call up any of a litany of white hat SEOs go hey 10,000 bucks for your for like a list yeah. <laughs> here you go create a username and password and they'll send you a link to all the sites they sell links <laughs> we all know them we know who these sites are we know how to access where they can get their where they get their data and and where they where they put links and and how they operate and stuff um, so i i just i find it so peculiar it has taken them so long to get this far um, well, I mean, you know, I'm not saying you would ever, I would have, you know, given, given these, these lists or whatnot, but 
seriously, if I get these emails, certainly they do too, right? If, if I found these sites, certainly they do too. How did it possibly take them so long to get to here? Seven? That's it? Are you kidding me? Well, <laughs> seven in Japan last That's week. True. Yeah. We understand, I mean, we, we, but I think it's safe to assume they're going after more. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's safe to assume that they're going after them country by country by country. I imagine they're going after them language group by language group by language group. Um, but you know what? One, one thing that's really funny, um, Japan, or, uh, uh, Google has gone after uh, American blog networks. It's gone after uh, uh, French, German, Italian, Spanish, um, concentrating again on specific languages. So mm-hmm. now there's uh, now people on Twitter are telling Japan are telling Google what countries they want them to go after next. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a list pack. Sorry. One thing I, I will give them credit for, one thing I do think is really smart about the way they're doing it, like the, the announcement, and we're, we're talking about Japan right now, and we saw this with, with the blog networks that they took down in rapid um, succession uh, in the U.S., um, is it's doing it at the, the, the way they are, at that, at that rapid speed. Like, I, I pick on them earlier, and I you know still think it took them way too long to get to where they are. But doing them in these short bursts, I mean, there's, there's fear. <laughs> okay, legitimate fear to do anything. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, you're you're a veteran. A lot of our listeners are veterans. We all know, you know, as long as your intent is right, you're fine. Is guest blogging isn't dead, right? We've talked about it. Just, you know, these blog networks are going down because that wasn't guest blogging. <laughs> that wasn't what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so I think, you know, in a, in a sort of, you know, roundabout um, kind of way, doing them in these rapid bursts like they are, yeah, I mean, it just, it's shock and awe of an entire country and, and, and just a, a slew of, of websites. So strategically from that angle, I think it's good. Uh, I, I still have to kind of pick on, on Matt and their teams for, for taking so incredibly long to figure out something that, Come on, the, the low-level spammers knew this stuff ages ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you know, um, as, as, as to your idea, um, giving SEOs $10,000 to report the list, um, you know, there are some who would do it for 10000 but as you know, mm-hmm. many of our careers have proven, some of us might do it for ten grand, and when I have, any of us will do it for ten grand, there's some little kid beside us will do it for free, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway, if, if, <laughs> if you are running a link network, and you know you're you know you're running an illegal, you know, one of the ones that crosses those lines, and you happen to live in Pakistan, Sweden, or Russia, (laughs) watch out, you're probably next. (laughs) These are the countries that Twitter responders want hit most. Pakistan, Russia, and Sweden. It's poor Swedes. (laughs) What do they ever do to anybody? (laughs) Well, apparently uh, built link networks. (laughs) Well, there's that whole Nokia thing, right? Um... (laughs) Anyway, okay, let's let's move on. One of the funny things, the weird things about this story in particular, um, Matt going after links, or Matt's team going after links, and you, you must have seen this. Did you see that interview that uh, was published last week? I, of course, it got published on a Friday, a day after we did our show, but it went up there, and uh, you, you must have seen it, eh, Dave? The the um. Trying to bring it up on my screen here. The interview where Matt uh, just basically, in the eyes of many people in the SEO community, it was an interview with a blog called The Setup, where Matt just about 
broke all of every one of the rules he talked about in guest about in his, in his <laughs> campaign on guest blogging. Did you, did you see this? I, I I did. Yeah. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna ask, what's your take? Um, I'm looking at it right now. I don't have it in front of me right now. I remember reading it and thinking it was it was more comical than anything anything else. Like as I was I was reading through it, it was almost a case of going, and, and I I actually did. I I looked at it and went, okay, I need to look at other stuff on this site just to make sure. Like that's what I like. Okay, are the is this actually what it's presenting itself as right or is this like a an onion interview <laughs> cuts, right like it, it was just one of the most um bizarre things i had ever read and you're right it was it, it did look like a, a violation of, of every, <laughs> everything we're told set off this set off one heck of a debate mostly i mean a lot of it was tongue in cheek but a lot of it, there was a lot of emotion around some of this debate as well in, uh, on Facebook, on Google+, Plus, I saw some debate on Twitter, I've had uh, conversations with other SEOs on the telephone or, um, or via Skype, and everyone who was thinking about the Linkopolis of two weeks ago is was talking about this article. Now, in uh, Matt's defense, uh, yesterday Jennifer Slag published a piece in Search Engine Watch asking if the uh, outrage was warranted or not. Because, uh, okay, I think I'm outraged myself. I, I honestly think Matt was trolling SEOs when he posted that up. <laughs> I think some of his responses to people asking about it were also kind of outrageous. The first one was, well, there's no affiliate links. Well, I mean, yeah. come on! I mean, that, that, that was affiliate. That was to test for whether it's a dodgy link or not. Really? Because <laughs> I mean, if it was, like a lot of our problems are solved. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was Matt's first reaction. His his, his second reaction was to defend all the links. Well, look, they all go back to stuff I actually use every day, and there's a good reason for every link in this piece. Now, if people haven't seen this piece, i got to tell you, I mean, like, there's a lot of underlined words. And interestingly, they're all exact match. Like, these are all <laughs> the anchor text used in the links are the product names. Which, you know, for years and years and years was the smart thing to do, but now apparently it's the uncool thing to do. Even if all the cool kids are still doing it, including Matt Cutts himself. Um... <laughs> I don't know what to. I mean, yeah, it, it is. Funny. I think it is definitely one that people have to see to believe. Like I, you and I, if I was hired by a client, you know, you, you get a call on the phone and they're like, "Hey, I'd like that." If I saw one and their homepage looked like this, um, you know, or, or any of their pages looked like this, or their blogs looked like this, the first thing we would do is undo this disaster, right? And that's that's what you and you and I would both do. Um, at the same time, um, there is part of me, after I double-checked and made sure and went, okay, this was actually Matt, <laughs> I did. I, I had to double-check that one. Um, you know, um, this sort of went, okay, is he actually, oddly enough, making a point? And it is, and it would be a legitimate point, is by, there was a shock. We all saw this, and it was like a, 
you've got to be kidding me. This is exactly what we're, we're not supposed to do. Um, but at the same time, you look and go, or is it? Because he's right. And it comes back to that one word of intent. Is his purpose to deceive and screw with the search engine results with these links? Not what he went after uh, my blog guest for. That's, I mean, like that's not what he said when he went after guest bloggers. He wasn't talking about them trying to deceive. Although, yes, legitimately, some of them were. Although, I, <laughs> I, I would suggest the majority were not. No, no. I mean, I, I'm looking. You know what? I'm looking at a link to Basecamp, to the commercial product Basecamp. Right. For ten years, companies have turned to Anchor Text Basecamp to manage their projects. I'm looking at hosting provided by DigitalOcean with a link that has a refer code in it. I'm looking at a Moto X link, an Android link, a Gmail link, a WordPress link, a TigerTech link, a Blogger link, a Photoshop link, Adobe.com slash product slash Photoshop, etc. This is, again, the stuff that he was damning people for. Now, now, just I, I saw the DigitalOcean one, too. In his, uh, in his defense, the bottom part uh, and the hosting provided by DigitalOcean is added to all the posts. That's, oh, a, that's me, by the, the site owner. Let me, see you, let me see you use that defense talking about a client. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you bring up a valid point. You bring up a, an extremely valid point. Uh, and I do think it was a really bad, I mean, I, I think it's great it, it, in that it, it creates the conversation, right? It, it does. And I, I go with the, if I look at specifically what he's done here, can I really pick apart each line by line? If I looked at one line, would I have a problem with what he did? Um, there, there's, uh, well... Oh, my mistake. Would, oh, dude, you know what? There is one line in here that does not have a link. That one I think would be okay. With the but one, my name is Matt Cuts. <laughs> um, you know, or, or, or linking up to stuff you like. I do that all the time. I think what, and I think this is your I point, too. You should. Well, you, should. that's how the internet works. So otherwise, we'd all be screwed. Um, but I, I think your point, and it is a, an extremely valid one, and I think the argument is valid from this context, is Matt Cuts, as the representative of Google, should do nothing that could not be picked up as a false positive on any other site. Um, and I, I think that's your point, and I think that it's, it's an entirely relevant point. And again, I said this last week, and I know I said this the week before, I wouldn't care less if the actions that were taken by the web spam team didn't hurt innocent people a couple of weeks ago. Right. I wouldn't get all the sides about this. I mean, Matt Cutts can put up whatever Matt Cut wants, and I'm going to read it because I'm intensely interested in what he has to say. But right. Matt, or whoever's listening on Matt's behalf, I got to know, and Dave's got to know, and everybody listening to the show, we got to know that when Matt says something, he really means it. And then he put this, and then this stuff appears. Yeah. You know? So what a what? 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 A, you're trolling us? I think he's trolling. I think he's trolling us, man. I'm positive. <laughs> oh, okay. But you know what? We've got time for one more story, and then we're going to have to jump, jump forward uh, because time is flying. Time, time flies when you get a good rant going, eh? It sure does. <laughs> so we were talking about, uh, just before the show, we were talking about, you know, 
you've uh, you've gotten yourself uh, working with uh, was it Google Engage or is it the Google Training Program? Uh, the, uh, the, yeah, the uh, going through and, and for listeners who don't know, I've never done my my certifications on AdWords. I've been an organic, right? I mean, I, I've done AdWords stuff, but I, I've never gone for my certification. So yeah, just joining the Google Partner Program. I'm actually much more interested in it now. Um, so- so you joined up to the, to the Google Partner Program. You're, um, I, mean, I know you've worked in AdWords before, but you're getting you're getting the bug for your page, the the logo you can throw up on your page, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm um, and getting. You know what? I, I'll pick up like we do when you, when you read articles on search engine watch or whatnot. Going through, and I just did my fundamentals exam, ninety one percent by the way. Uh, but just did the fundamentals exam, and it's interesting. It's like okay, I shouldn't even need to study for this. But you go through, and then there's just these little gems that it's like, right? I knew that five years ago, but it was like in the back of my brain. I forgot I knew this, and then you see it again. It's like, oh yeah, right. I got to remember. I can do that. Um, so there is there is some neat stuff in there, just as like reminders of what you already know. Something that you're going to have to remember, a skill that you started learning. I'm guessing back in oh say September, is how to live in a world without a heck of a lot of keyword data. Because yeah. guess what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Now. For what it's worth, people who uh, who uh, work in the PPC world, take a Xanax. Sit down. <laughs> we got to talk. <laughs> um, it's not as bad as it's going to sound. But Google is starting to block access to paid search keyword data if that search was conducted through a secured socket, which over 90% of searches at Google are. are, are. Right. So all that juicy keyword data you PPC folk have been looking at for all this time, um, you're going to have to hunt for it. Now, because it's gone, it's, it's, it's not going to be where, you, where it used to be in, uh, in your Google AdWords or in your Google Webmaster Tools. It is going to still be pre- present um, inside um, the ad platform itself, and you will still be able to access them through Google Analytics. But a lot of processes are going to have to be changed because Google is moving to uh, protect keyword data from those terrible, rapacious spammers in the PPC world. (laughs) (laughs) The ones who give Google money for access to this data, those, those rapacious ones. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I guess I kind of like it from the angle of what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> In this case, where it's like, if you're saying we shouldn't need it and we should focus on this stuff anyway, and that security is important, then we should be looking at data this way. And security is important. It's not important here, but not if you're giving us money. <laughs> but, but, but but if you're a, if you're an AdWords advertiser, Dave, I mean, like like you know, organic, I can live without keyword data. Right. I would prefer the keyword data. It make, it makes a lot of assumptions. I just like assumptions. And without the keyword data, I'm working, you know, somewhat on assumption. I can research the assumption, but I don't have the hard fact like I used to. Right. But in, in pay-per-click, and now correct me if I'm wrong, I'm an organic guy, but correct me if I'm wrong, aren't you guys bidding directly on, like, you know, like uh, keywords? Like you're saying I'll give you X number of cents or dollars per click on this keyword? Yeah, and what I like from what I and I, I did do some reading. Of course, it's very very timely for me. Uh, <laughs> what they will do is in the AdWords, they will still show you 
that you got that click. They will show you which ads are, are performing better and stuff. It's just that it's not going to carry that data through to your analytics side, right? It's not going to pass over onto the client side um, or the browser side, right? It's not passing it across onto the web, uh, like on, on your so, website side. So you're going to lose your ability to track them after. But I have a hunch because a lot of their system is built on it. You will still be able to attach that click. And now this will all happen on the AdWords side. Um, or and, and the AdWords dashboard through to the conversion side, so you can still use the convert. You'll still be able to use the conversion tracking. You just won't be able to see the paths that they took through your site to get there. You'll just get this, this bid, this keyword, this ad, this conversion. But but I can't help but think that limits the effectiveness of a really good, especially especially a really good keyword focused PPC campaign. I saw this. I saw this one uh, 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 report yesterday. From a from a third party company that runs PPC on uh, on one of my clients, mm-hmm. they have managed. I'm in awe of these guys. They have managed to cut impressions by three quarters by getting rid of a broad and exact ma- or a broad match. Okay. Yeah. They've brought down the cost per acquisition by a almost a dollar per per uh, click per acquisition. Okay. Okay. They're spending eight cents on average more per click than they were before, but you put all of this together, and they're saving about they're saving the client about forty thousand a year. Wow. Now, and so, so, so I'm asking, I, I, I asked this fella, how you know, is there one thing, one thing you can attribute this to? Because these numbers are phenomenal, and he's like, yeah, we key, we do keyword research like nobody does keyword research. I'm only bidding on words that I'm positive I'm getting return on. Right. Um, and again, he's got this whole strategy down, which sounded brilliant to me, but it's uh, kind of messed over by, you know, I'm not, I, I really wish I had time to, to speak with this fellow before going to show, but um, uh, unfortunately uh, he, he wasn't available. Well, you know what, I think this is a great subject to come back to, maybe in the, in the closing part of the show, because I think this is really important. I think there are some workarounds our listeners will be interested in, but uh, I know we've got to go to commercial break, then we've got a, a great interview um, coming up, and then maybe we can touch on this again towards the end, keep our listeners hanging on. Absolutely. Okay, friends, uh, we're going to be coming back from break with a pre-recorded interview. We, co- uh, we recorded it yesterday with the team from Runnymede Robotics. I am intensely proud of these kids. I think you're going to like the interview. But before we get to that, we've got to take a break here on Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from BSOC SEO, this is Jim Hedge from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on April the 10th, 2014. Stay tuned. Running Weed Robotics coming up after this messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, 
us. Let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. There are many things you would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Want to learn what it takes to drive truckloads of targeted traffic, convert the highest percentage of leads, and make the most money? Traffic leads money. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. And we're back from break here on Webcology. It is the 10th of April, 2014, and this is kind of a treat. I'm joined today by, well, I'm joined today by people who make robots. I learned about this extremely cool program at a local Toronto high school, Runnymede Collegiate Institute. And, and, and for the audience, um, in Canada, a collegiate institute is, is akin to an American high school. Anyway, this small high school, it's got like 650 students in the West End of Toronto, has a robotics club that's uh, been around since 2003. They've won a number of uh, regional and national champions. They're Actually, they're on their way to the world champion championship in St. Louis, um, I think in May. We'll, we'll ask them about that in a moment. 50 students of the 650 student population are part of this club. They're ranked number three in the world, and I'm joined by the lead teacher, Christina Kemp, and two co-captains, uh, both in grade 11, Sarah Kirk and Broad Watling. Um, Christine, Sarah, Brock, welcome to Webcology. So i got to say, I am really excited that there's a program like this in my city, in a, a school in which, like, of a student population of 650 students, 50 are part of a robotics club. Um, Christine Kemp, uh, the, the lead teacher, I guess you're, you're the... You're the responsible adult in the group. Um, why is this program so popular at Runnymede? Well, I think the students just really understand that the future is in the science, technology, mathematics, and robotics field. And the students are interested in getting into the program at a young age so that they're prepared for the future. Okay. Um, Sarah Kirk, co-captain, a grade 11 student, 
Did uh, did you choose Runnymede specifically because of this program? Uh, yeah, I did. The robotics program at the school came and mentored um, the junior version of robotics at my elementary school, and it really made an impact on my life and what I wanted to do when I grew, grew up. Uh, when I was looking at high schools, Runnymede Collegiate came up, and I was really impressed by the robotics program and this thing called the master's program. Wow, okay. Um, well, how about you, Brock Watling? You're also a co-captain. You're also in grade 11. When uh, looking at high schools, did you, you did, was the robotics program part of your choice? Well, it's been kind of a tradition to come to Runnymede for my family. A lot of my brothers have come here. But uh, Runnymede came to my school and did a demonstration about the master's program and the robotics program. And that really inspired me to go into the school because... I am passionate about the science and technology fields. Okay, but here's here's what is just making me. I, I'm a geek. I've been involved in in technology for 25 years now, and to see like such a huge part of your student body is involved in this one program. What does that do for uh, for school spirit? We're really able to get everyone involved because our robotics program, even though we build robots, there's a place for everyone, even if that's not your expertise. So everyone in our school, in every part of our school, gets involved. And when we help host pep rallies, we can really pump up the spirit and get everyone cheering for one common cause. Okay, you know, the question that... that, that I, I, I know my listeners. Uh, believe me, I know my listeners. They want to know what your robot does what, what, what does this robot do? What was, what was the parameters for, the, for this comp- the, the world competition in, in St. Louis? Um, our robot this year, it has to manipulate a, a two-foot di- two diameter ball uh, across a 54-foot field and help other robots to score it into a goal. Okay, so what kind of challenges does this present? When, when you're building a machine that has to move a ball across a 50-meter floor and then cooperate with other machines, what did you have to solve? We had to figure out how we would handle the ball, like pick it up off the floor and give it to other people or shoot it into the goal. This game was called Aerial Assist. Mm-hmm. So the entire object of the game is to work with every robot on your alliance to score the ball. It was about passing and catching and how we were supposed to do that. Okay, now, with, with use of the term alliance, that implies there was an opposing team. Yes. <laughs> and so how many, um, how many uh, I guess, groups make up a team? So we're one team, and every alliance is made up of three teams, okay. and each match has two alliances, so six robots playing each match. Now... In a perfect world, this would be like mechanical ballet. In the real world, what's it like? Uh, in the real world, there are a lot of malfunctions, like uh, a winch might break or uh, wheels will uh, degrade and stop working, or your robot can split in half. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true real-world scenario, folks. Um, so... You're going to the World Championship in St. Louis. And, okay, I, I, 
Listeners, I want to emphasize, this is a high school, a collegiate institute in West End Toronto of 650 students. Its robotics club is ranked number three in the world, and it's going to the world championship in St. Louis, Missouri. Tell me about that. The students are all really excited to be going. Uh, Winning our regional in Toronto was... uh, so exciting for the school. It's the first time since we've started that we won gold. And we also won the Engineering Inspiration Award at the same competition, which is a very prestigious award. And the students have just sort of been beside themselves with excitement. And we're getting all the preparations done now to head down to the world. Okay, so... The competition of the Worlds, who, who else is going to be there? It will consist of other teams that have either won a regional or come second place with a wild card slot, which means that the first place team had already won. Okay. How many, how many competitors do you expect to face? There will be approximately 400 teams because they come from all over the world. It's an international competition. Wow. Is this the biggest competition your club has ever ever gone to? Yeah, it is. You excited? Of course, definitely. Yes. So when is this? When is it? Uh, it's on April 23rd. Oh, my goodness. That's just a couple weeks away. Yeah. We're going to be leaving on the 22nd to head down. Uh, we take a bus down to St. Louis, and then we're there, and we... Stay in a hotel nearby, and then we all come back on the bus Saturday night to arrive back in Toronto on Sunday. Wow. Now, you're doing a fundraising effort. That's something I'm, I, I really want to pitch on the show. If, uh, okay. I know you web marketers out there listening. I know you all got 20 bucks hanging out in your PayPal account. You have a, Runnymede Robotics has a GoFundMe campaign. And um, let's, let's, let's face it, it's, it's tough on a school budget to send a group of, uh, group of competitors into, down, down to St. Louis. How many people are going? We have around 55 people going down to St. Louis with us. Have oh, you like, booked a whole hotel room floor? Pretty much. <laughs> do you got this whole rock star feeling going on? A little bit. How <laughs> yeah, bad. Okay, so is that GoFundMe? Uh, search for Runnymede Robotics. You got a spare 20 bucks in your PayPal account? Please donate to this one. I would consider it a personal favor. I'd consider it a personal favor. Um, Christina, you must, be pr- you must be so proud of these kids. They've worked so hard, uh, even from September, getting everything together and getting some of the grade nines involved. Because once the build season comes around in January and you have six weeks to put together the robot... Everyone needs to be on the same page and working together as a team. And we've really come out with a great robot this year, and we've accomplished some amazing things. What's the name of the robot? Our robot this year was named Tinkerbell because it had (laughs) huge wings on the sides of it. Well, um, Christina, Sarah, Brock, and and Tinkerbell... As well as everybody involved in Runnymede Robotics and Runnymede Collegiate Institute, good luck in St. Louis, good luck in the future, and uh, thank you for joining us on Webcology today. Thank you so much for having us. 
I, I can't emphasize this enough, a school of 650 students, 50 of them are involved in one of the coolest science or technology or engineering, you know, STEM, the whole STEM curriculum, science, technology, and engineering, and mathematics. Mm-hmm. This club encapsulates all of them, and those kids are your future. Well, hey, Google's picking up uh, robotics companies right now, like it's uh, going out of style. So, <laughs> um, you know, nice timing for them to be uh, winning stuff. Well, you know, I hope I I, I hope Tinkerbell <laughs> Tinkerbell goes and thumps ass. <laughs> no, I, I hope Tinkerbell goes and cooperates like a good like a good Canadian robot will and wins a mega award. Um, and again, I am so proud of those kids. That uh, just blows my mind. I, I don't even know yeah. any of them, eh? I, I just read the story in the newspaper and decided to call them up. Uh, oh no, I I, I I read up on on them. I think it's absolutely great. You know, obviously, there's that sort of national pride as they go, uh, um, you know, into a into a world competition. And you just got to think, hey, uh, from the sounds of it, you just need to score. Just watch yourself a couple of the women's gold medal final hockey in the Olympics against, you know, just watch a couple of those and do that. Well, um, know, it's it's not like we've had a lot of, like, smart news coming out of Toronto recently, eh? <laughs> <laughs> this robot does not use crack. Yeah. <laughs> and it isn't Justin Bieber, so, hey, you know. And it's not Justin Bieber. <laughs> the robot doesn't sing and it doesn't use crack. I love it. I, that, as as I, Tinkerbell for mayor. <laughs> we have a low bar in Toronto. <laughs> well, I hope I hope his wings fit underneath. Okay, on that, we got to take a break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the tenth uh, of April, twenty fourteen. We're going to be coming back. We're going to be talking about the heartbeat heartbleed bug. Say that three times fast, and maybe maybe update your passwords while you're doing it. And uh, we're going to go back to a little bit about Google not providing workarounds if you're in the PPC world. But first, you got to hear these messages here on Webmaster Radio. Stay tuned. More fun after these messages. Because we know he's fat. I do not use crack cocaine, nor am I an addict. Rob Ford. And no, I do not um, do drugs. Rob Ford. I made mistakes in the past, and all I can do is apologize. Rob Ford. But it is what it is, and I can't change the past. He came up. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. Uh- we'll be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from the Joeys Media, joined by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, I don't know what ha- I don't know what happened with the uh, IRS website. Actually, I do know. I understand nothing happened with the IRS website. It was just fine. But up in Canada, many Canadian tax uh, taxpayers. It is the season. It is April. Many Canadian <laughs> taxpayers yesterday went, "Oh my God." When they noticed that the Canada Revenue Agency website had been taken offline, or at least the part of the Canada Revenue website where one would go file their taxes electronically. As they worked through their day, they noticed a couple of other websites that they might have used on a uh, regular basis weren't functioning properly. And they might, you know, more than a few could have been excused for saying, Oh my God! Well, as it turns out, a security flaw in uh, probably the most widely used piece of uh, free security um, security certificate software, OpenSSL. Um, you know, Dave, when you go to a secure site, that site makes a handshake with your computer. Right. And that ha- in that handshake, the server um, assures your computer that it's cool, it's a secure connection, you're fine, take off your clothes, make yourself at home. Right. <laughs> I don't know what you do with. Uh, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to picture you doing your radio show right now, Jim. <laughs> my, my radio show is fine. It's my personal banking. You don't want to say. <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Like the, the, the one computer says to the other, "It's cool. We're secure. Um, pass any data you want. It's it's an okay. It's an okay environment. There's nobody watching, aside right. from the NSA." Um, <laughs> And you can trust them. Don't worry about it. You can trust them. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, 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 they're going to take your money anyway. It's just a different direction. Anyway, um, these uh, these handshakes are done are committed through uh, the passing of a security certificate. And many people might have gone to a uh, website that they would normally go to and have gotten a message, uh, maybe a Microsoft message or a uh, a. Uh, a coded error off of uh, off the computer that said the security certificate could not be could not be transferred could not be passed. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be going into murky waters. The reason this happened was a flaw was found in mo- on Monday in again the most commonly used piece of security certificate software, OpenSSL. And I guess in in the case of Revenue Canada or the Canada Revenue Agency, they did the smartest thing they could possibly do. They shut their website down. Just bang, closed. 
until they could patch it. Um, number of other websites, including, let me just pull this up, GoDaddy, Yahoo, Dropbox. Um, Google had been affected, at, uh, but they have fixed it. And a, well, uh, a, a host, a whole host, a heck of a lot of other websites. The flaw was detected um, by, by White Hats. Nobody had seen it before. It may have been, it may have existed for the last couple of years. Nobody's sure. Um, but anyway, apparently this is a weird week when it comes to security. How to say this? Your passwords are no longer secure. That's a guarantee. However, if... Oh, and, and the problem is easily fixed. It's a patch that has to be run by, by the administrator of whatever server. If the patch has not been fixed, updating your password is useless, useless because it's still being... It still is potentially being looked at by, the ha- by a hacker. Once your uh, whatever server, be it Dropbox or Yahoo or GoDaddy or whatever has been patched, it's suggested that you immediately go and update the uh, update your passwords. Wow, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, you, you bring up a, a really good point here, and that, uh, you know, right from uh, Bren, I don't know if it's Shapiro or Sapiro, um, manager at KPMG, so I hear, you know, they, they have some sensitive stuff that they deal with, and yeah, basically I agreed with with exactly what you're saying, and you know, my instinct, your instinct, I'm sure all about, oh, okay, gotta go change my passwords, um, and, and his point was, yeah, that's that's useless right now. <laughs> like, that does nothing, um, because if you change your password, they now have the ability to see your password. Now, I, I think it is important to remember before everybody panics too much and this is just a good practice so go change your passwords once you know the sites are fixed but um you know it, it's been around for a couple years best estimates right i mean you, you'd mentioned that earlier it's been around for a while you've you know don't don't go panicking but of course when these things come to light as much as it's useful for us to go okay patch um you know at the, at the same time uh, it's like okay so now everybody who would do something horrible who didn't know Mm-hmm. knows uh, you know, so they jump in well the jumping's good right because they know they've got this window of like hours or maybe days if, if some people are slow but the major sites the ones you'd really want to get in on of course are are going to have this thing patched and you know most of the major ones will be patched by now you know paypal and, and stuff like that if they weren't already they you know google reacted extremely quickly um you know because they have so much to lose they're getting a patch so yeah you're right. like the second that news came out you know that there was there was flooding in there um to get it done but i think at this point you know i mean you can call your bank or or you know well you know what the teller and, and guy behind the service desk ain't gonna know you can email your bank or look look at their twitter stream for information on it um, and, and find out if they patched it. And, you know, best, as soon as you know they have, yeah, change your password because it, it was available. I, I do want to jump in because there were a number of areas that were not affected. Okay? Um, if you bank in Canada, you're probably safe. But, but you're right, Dave. Check with your bank just to be <laughs> sure. But according to the Canadian Bankers Association, the online banking applications of Canadian banks have not been affected by the heartbleed bug. Canadians can continue to bank with confidence, blah, 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 security systems, sophistication, blah, blah, personal... Uh, anyway, 
Um, according to the Canadian Bankers Association, the major banks are uh, running on a totally different security protocol. I'd imagine it's the same with American banks, but as you said, check with your bank. Don't yeah. take a chance. Twitter is fine. Amazon's fine. Tumblr is fine. PayPal, you mentioned PayPal a moment ago. PayPal assures the world no problem with heart, heart bleed. They weren't using OpenSSL. Oh, so great. It won't, won't affect them. Um, but uh, GoDaddy, this is an important one. GoDaddy does use OpenSSL. They have like a host of services, or a whack load of services, many of which required a username and password, <laughs> including like you know the, the, the control of like of, of, I don't know, millions of domains. Um, important well, stuff I mean, like uh, your real estate. I, I think worth noting because you, you bring up GoDaddy. A lot of people. Well, I mean, they they you know they host one or two websites. Um, if you got your security certificate through GoDaddy, <laughs> and so looking at your own stuff and go, all right, <laughs> then, uh, then you you know now the responsibility is on you. So not just looking at what's the outside world doing. Do you have security certificates? Are you using encryption? Um, and are you using a, a vulnerable system? I know we were. Uh, now we're not. <laughs> but but we were until I found out yesterday. Um, so, you know, he, we all need to look at ourselves. So not just, you know, because our listeners are webmasters, not just look at, oh, I need to make sure my clients are protected by me changing their logins, um, but also uh, making sure that your clients are protected like their sites are, are updated properly. Absolutely. Okay, we got a flash. We got like four minutes. And Dave, I, I know you want to get this in there. Some of the workarounds for um, people who might be kind of freaking out that keyword data in the paid world is, looks like it's going away, but it's not. So what it's are they not. doing? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I think it's a lot. We learned our lessons in organic, and that's great. <laughs> so we know what we need to do. But the thing is, most of the useful data is still going to be available. We may just need to structure campaigns a little bit differently moving forward. Fortunately for a lot of advanced uh, PPC, you know, people who are investing millions upon millions or even, you know, tens of thousands of dollars into campaigns, you're probably structuring with specific landing pages um, and that sort of thing. So it, it does become a, an interesting set where over on the AdWords side, we can still see, um, you know, which, which keywords are leading to which conversions and stuff. What we're losing is the ability to see what they do when they actually get that data that was passing over onto analytics for us. So we can't see that. But if we've set up specific landing pages on our site for our paid campaigns, which it's a good idea, folks, you know, do it, <laughs> because you can have a lot more latitude on, on paid landing pages than you can on organic. Um, if you've set those up, well, now you have that same kind of tracking. You may not have it at that keyword by keyword level, but if your AdWords campaigns are structured properly, where you've got these little buckets of, you know, you shouldn't have an AdWords ad group um, with, you know, 500 keywords, right? I mean, just anybody who knows about AdWords, that doesn't make sense. They should have, I mean, you know, Google recommends somewhere between about 5 and 20 should be your, your max for an ad group, and that's about right, right? After you get beyond that, you're, you're stretching out into, into too broad. Um, so, you know, once you've got these buckets, just set a custom landing page for them, and now as soon as you go over into analytics, your analytics data is going to pass through, you know, okay, I want to know everything from this landing page forward. It's not keyword by keyword, but it's all of your common grouped, um, keywords, because you put them in the same ad group, it's all those common ones that are still going to carry that data through, and you can still see the path through your through but your site that, and see how they're interacting. So hmm? instead of just uh, open, o opening up GA or GWT, 
and having it right in front of you, you're, you're going to have to go back and look at it from page level. So you, well, it's almost yeah. like going backwards, right? It would be, but what I would do is just set up segments over on the analytics side and just go, I want a segment of everybody who entered at this page so that I can just go, okay, just show me all these segments in my analytics and just start grouping my, you know, call this segment whatever that ad group set is, right? This is my whatever, SEO audits ad group. Okay, well, now I just want to see all my SEO audits traffic um, as they go through it. Everybody that landed on that page is part of that segment and now all of my analytics I'm looking at are just based on that specific keyword set um, over in AdWords. It's actually a fairly straightforward kind of fix to me. Um, I'm sure, you know, and, and this is pretty early, I'm sure many more sophisticated systems will come out, but that's, you know, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. You just, you know, I, I, heck, I've done some tracking like that to begin with, so. You know, out there in Radio Land, like fifteen thousand people just went to AdWords and clicked on that Beanstalk ad, right? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know that just happened. <laughs> well, Amex can can thank them, and so can Google for the bill. <laughs> Drinks are not on Dave. So note that for the next conference. Drinks not on Dave. Um, so is this? I mean. Is this going to cause, do you think, uh, a, a, a hiccup in the operation of many of many of the companies out there? I, I think it's going to cause some hiccups, but I think it's going to cause some hiccups. Um, I think it's going to cause more opportunities than hiccups is, is what I think is going to happen. We learned from organic how we have to react, and, and organic actually had less capabilities to customize and, and tailor things. Um, I think at the end of the day, it's going to force us and again, it's, it's, I, I liked that Google did this to us on, on, on the organic side, although it talked to me at the time and I hated it. But, um, you know, to start looking at things in logical groupings. And I mean, I'm not getting into all the, the tools and tracking and stuff that Google has uh, available in AdWords. You know, take the courses, you'll figure it out, or, you know, play around in AdWords for a little while and you'll figure it out. But you can do, you can get a lot of data about what's being included in your ad group if you've got phrase or broad match on and stuff, and you can start to use your negative matches to filter stuff out. So you've got a really, really specific set of data where you've gone, you know, my ad group is tight. And if you look and go, well, that ad group is too broad for me to get the data I want when I'm tracking it in analytics. Well, you know what? Your ad group is probably too broad then, right? Like if you can't treat it all as the same thing when you get like that, it should all act in a similar fashion once it's on your site, then it's probably too broad an ad group because you shouldn't be advertising to them the same because they're different. Um, so I think at the end of the day, it's going to force us to funneling in. And in some ways, I think it's going to make analytics easier because we'll just have these groups together. We won't have clients looking at this individual keyword. We'll be going, okay, don't follow that keyword. Look at this group and see how they act. We're doing a good job. Okay. It'll make, it'll probably make everyone's lives easier. And unfortunately, time has made ours harder. We are down to our last uh, 15 seconds. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've listened to Webcology and WebmasterRadio.fm. Next week, we're going to be talking to some Google Glass developers. I don't know what we're going to talk about in the news yet, but it'll be fun. Friends, stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm. we got more great programming coming up right after these messages.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.